you for joining the ladies of Her Portion Podcast. Come, pull up a seat at the table, because you are welcome here. Grab your Bible and a pen, and let's dig into God's Word together. Take a moment and pray that God would open your heart to Him as you listen. So without further ado, let's get right into today's portion. Hey there, it's Crystal. I have to admit that when we chose the name for our podcast, Her Portion, I loved it. And then when we decided we would kick off the podcast by doing episodes about the portion we have in the Lord, I became a little overwhelmed. You see, our portion in the Lord Jesus Christ is so big, and it includes so many things, that I really wasn't sure where to start. As I prayed about these episodes, though, the Lord reminded me of something I had just studied in Joshua. As you know, the children of Israel were given an inheritance in the promised land. That was their earthly inheritance. And then we see in chapter 13 that it talks about while they had been given that inheritance, there was still much land to be possessed. So the Lord had had me study and take a look at the difference between an inheritance and the possession of that inheritance. And that's what I would like to share with you. For today, though, we're just going to focus on the inheritance that we've been given in Christ. Let's start in Lamentations chapter 3. After years of warnings and messages calling for repentance, judgment was being poured out on the nation of Israel. As Jeremiah watched the destruction of the temple and the city of Jerusalem, he was heartbroken, discouraged, and downhearted. In verse 17, he says, Thou hast removed my soul far off from peace. And he continues in verse 18, My strength and my hope is perished. So when Jeremiah was feeling discouraged and downhearted, what did he do? He took time to remember. He took time to think about those afflictions and the misery that he felt, and it actually humbled him, which should also take place in our lives. Whenever we're going through a trial or an affliction, we have to get to the place where we know that God alone can help us through it, and that is exactly where Jeremiah was. We see that in verse 21, he says, This I recall to my mind. Therefore, I have hope. So what did he recall? Well, I'm sure you're familiar with Lamentations 3, 22 and 23. It is of the Lord's mercies that we are not consumed because his compassions fail not. They are new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness. I've had those two verses memorized for quite some time. They are filled with such amazing promises of God's faithfulness. His compassions and mercies will not fail. They are new every morning, available to us to give us a fresh start in our efforts to live a life pleasing to Him. And then, back in December, as I prayed about what the Lord would have me to focus on for the year 2021, He gave me the word wait. He wanted me to learn to wait on Him, to trust Him and His timing, and to hope in Him during these uncertain times in our nation. And as I studied the word wait, I memorized verses 25 and 26. The Lord is good unto them that wait for him, to the soul that seeketh him. It is good that a man should both hope and quietly wait for the salvation of the Lord. So I now had verses 22 and 23 memorized and 25 and 26 memorized. Well, as I began to study our portion and everything that it could mean, I realized 
that sandwiched right in the middle of these verses that I now had memorized was the key. It was the key to how I would enjoy those new mercies every morning. It was the key to how I would experience God's faithfulness. It was the key to waiting on the Lord, trusting his perfect plan, purpose, and timing for my life. The key was right there in verse 24. The Lord is my portion, saith my soul, therefore will I hope in him. According to Webster's 1828, a portion is the part of an estate given to a child or heir. It is a part, though not actually divided, but considered by itself. Think about that for a moment. The Lord is my portion, my inheritance, but he is also your portion and your inheritance. Our portion of the Lord and his goodness is not divided among us. His riches of love, grace, mercy, peace, and joy can never run out. It's no wonder I was having so much trouble putting words to how the Lord could be my portion. Listen to this quote from the Treasury of David by David Clarkson. The Lord is our portion, and this is incomparably more than if we had heaven and earth. For all the earth is but a point compared to the vastness of the heavens, and the heavens themselves are but a point compared with God. So while I was struggling to grasp the vastness of the Lord being my portion, we had revival services with Brother Sam Davison. As he preached about God, the high and lofty one, it just confirmed why I was struggling. The Lord is high above all nations, and his glory is above the heavens, it says in Psalm 113, verse 4. Isaiah fifty-seven fifteen tells us, For thus saith the high and lofty one that inhabiteth eternity, whose name is holy, I dwell in the high and holy place. We can't fully comprehend the greatness, the vastness of God. Psalm 113 goes on to tell us that he must humble himself to even behold the things that are in his creation. And yet, our Lord and Savior put on flesh and dwelt among us. Philippians 2 says he humbled himself and became obedient unto the death of the cross. And why would he do that? To give us a portion, an inheritance. When we accept Christ as Savior, we become joint heirs with Christ. We find in Romans eight sixteen and 17, The Spirit itself beareth witness with our spirit that we are the children of God, and if children, then heirs, heirs of God, and joint heirs with Christ. We have been given an eternal inheritance in heaven, and the Holy Spirit has been given as an earnest, a promise of what is to come. Ephesians 1, 13 and 14 explains, in whom ye also trusted, after that ye heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, in whom also after that ye believed, ye were sealed with that Holy Spirit of promise, which is the earnest of our inheritance until the redemption of the purchased possession unto the praise of his glory. So this great God, the high and lofty one which inhabits eternity, also dwells within us. Just knowing that is enough for us to be thankful and to worship and praise the Lord. We have an eternal inheritance in heaven, and we have the indwelling of the Holy Spirit as the promise of that inheritance. But it doesn't end there. We have numerous spiritual blessings to enjoy while we live here on this earth. So I want to take a look at just a few. 
The first thing is the fellowship we have with him. John fourteen twenty three says, Jesus answered and said unto him, If a man love me, he will keep my words, and my Father will love him, and we will come unto him and make our abode with him. Jesus invites us to abide in him in chapter 15. He desires fellowship with us, a close, personal relationship. This kind of fellowship with the Lord is what allows us to experience his peace and to be filled with his joy as we're walking out our life here on this earth. We've also been given forgiveness. Colossians 1.14 says, In whom we have redemption through his blood, even the forgiveness of sins. But his forgiveness of sins didn't end at the cross. We will fail in our efforts to live a holy and separated life. We will all mess up, but the Lord is long-suffering toward us. He is al- always ready to forgive. Psalm 86.5 says, For thou, Lord, art good and ready to forgive, and plenteous in mercy unto all them that call upon thee. Later in that same chapter, verse 15, he says, But thou, O Lord, art a God full of compassion and gracious, long-suffering, and plenteous in mercy and truth. And finally, let's go back to where we started to talk about God's faithfulness. Lamentations 3.23 says, Great is thy faithfulness. God is faithful. He is constant, true, and worthy of our trust. He is faithful to forgive, faithful to give grace, faithful to grant mercy, faithful to prepare a place for us in heaven. God is faithful. Now, remember what I said about verse 24 and how that was the key to all of those other promises surrounding it. The Lord is my portion, saith my soul, therefore will I hope in him. We cannot experience the Lord's mercy, compassion, and faithfulness unless we have made him our portion. We are lost and without hope if we have not accepted Christ as our Savior. He's the only way to become an heir to the eternal inheritance, that home in heaven. So that would be my first question today, is have you made the Lord your portion? Has there been a time in your life when you've accepted the free gift of salvation? Romans 10, 9 and 10 says that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. If you're not sure about that, I would just encourage you to cry out to the Lord for salvation right now, wherever you are. Romans 10, 13 says, for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Now, some of you probably answered, yes, the Lord is my portion, and you know you have an eternal inheritance and a home in heaven waiting for you. Then my question, my next question would be, have you possessed all that the Lord has given you? Are you walking in the spiritual blessings and promises that he has for you? And that's what we're going to talk more about next time. Thank you for joining us today on Her Portion. We hope you leave with plenty to ponder from God's Word. We encourage you to use today's topic to start your own study in the Scriptures. Until next time.